Hey, Alistair. Hi, Alistair. Hello Hi. again, Alistair. Hi, Alistair. It's Cody. Hi, Alistair. How are you? No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> also, Joe, is your shirt something specific, or am I... Okay, cool. Dungeon Master. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, I was like, that looks like the Eldar logo from Warhammer 40k. But <laughs> I suppose that could be similarity. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Big Campaign Stories. We are still following on this episode the adventures of our mercenaries in the battle between two crime houses. To give us a recap over last time, we go to Cody playing Yuno Shin. Oh, boy. Well, if my memory recalls, we uh, ended up going to eliminate, and I forget the guy's name. Savalik uh, Don. There we go. And uh, in my our team's efforts and uh, through no fault of our tank, we were able to uh, accomplish said task uh, with no major casual casualties that we know of at this time. Uh, and we did not hinder or assault any of the other occupants. So they are uh, better or worse. Okay. <laughs> uh, as far as I know, I was left uh, quite hindered and hurt on the ground. And yeah. <clears throat> All right. During the time where the assault on Savak Don, the second in command to Reginald Larvori, Kudetra Popeko was out and about. Do you want to give a recap on what you were doing? Well, I was sneaking around the docks, put on my disguise to see what was going on with uh, Savak Don, and found him there along with a bunch of weapons and various magical accoutrements. Uh, and Seems like he's a that like they're a uh, family being and wanted to spend time with their partner afterwards after a long day of directing shipments. All right. Well, as the start of anything goes, let's get those lightsaber checks. Hell yeah. Doug, start us off. I'll do it. <laughs> my first roll is a scroll down for it. Oh my god, so far down. Sixteen. That was the number. Not a twenty. Everyone cried a little bit. <laughs> I'll go next. My hey, this is Josh. My first roll is a fourteen. I am Cody. I'm playing you know Shin. I I got seventeen, so no lightsaber for me. Dotra rolls a twelve and did not receive a lightsaber either. Alrighty. Oh, no ones. We're good. No one. So leaving the condominiums. Um, <clears throat> are you guys heading back on foot? You calling a cab? What's the uh, what's the plan on this mid afternoon? Uh, you guys are all, of course, uh, still a bit wet and cold uh, in this early winter afternoon. I think getting here, we, uh, if I remember right, we took a cab across the street to a train station and took the train station here <laughs> to some degree, right? Yeah, I do believe we took the train. And so we walked so up to the place. Yeah, it was about a mile, if I remember right, we, from the train station here. This place was about a mile. We were. Mm -hmm. We, we weren't, it wasn't too far for us. So I guess we just shake it off as a job well done. And I don't know, I'd probably get a picture of him to confirm that he's dead. And then uh, I think we just go back the way we came. Okay. I think if you, when Yuno was walking, he'll be quite silent the whole walk. I think he's going to be pretty upset that he, he feels like he was a hindrance to the team. <clears throat> All right. And Pepeco, after your scouting of the docks, what are you up to? Uh, well, aside from picking up um, ingredients, couple dozen eggs, get 
vegetables, some meats, make some for, you know, for dinner because it's what I do. <laughs> Head back to the, uh, back to our quarters. All right. Very well. So then, yeah, you guys will have a, <clears throat> a slow but somber walk through the Selenny district, white houses and red rooftops blurring together as you guys pass by various food trucks that are closing for the afternoon. But within a reasonable amount of time, you guys will approach the Bayview community and approach Sangari's house, where Pepeco is. You see the house is in a bit of a state of chaos. There are a few vans outside with caterers moving to and fro, currently setting up in the backyard. Getting ready for a party. So they're getting, so they're setting up in the back of Madame Singari's house? Correct. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go, Corbin's going to go knock on the door because uh, he's still going to be drenched and probably going to want to ask for a towel <laughs> and then report on, you know, the mission. Yeah. Once you guys go inside, uh, the wait staff will let you in, of course, and start getting you towels. Uh, you will see Pepeco's already there. Uh, you guys can hear Madame Singari. She's directing people to get things ready for what they suit, what they, or sorry, is directing people to get things ready for what is kind of a impromptu wake. One of their missions seems to have gone awry. Awake like a fu- like a funeral wake? Yeah. Mal's Moran will come over to greet you guys. <laughs> See Doug giggling. It's a uh, very sleepy baby. <laughs> Got to get a lot of stuff together for it. Uh, sorry. He gave me the opportunity. <laughs> Mel's Barad will approach you guys. You can see the blood staining the underside of his coat, um, as well as the bandages on his hands. He will tell you guys to dry off and get ready to report in. Um, but yes, it looks like Mr. Avori spent a lot of money to prevent additional contracts with Applied Solutions and Banter Support. They had performed an ambush, though this one a bit more successful, and we lost 15 soldiers. Our work, or sorry, our attempts at gathering information at the construction site were a failure. We hope to have better news from you all. Very well. Well, yeah, we'll just get cleaned off then. Meet you back here for a debrief? Uh, yes, that right. would be fine. I'll tell the madam that you are back. Can I get some whiskey? Yeah, he'll snap and point to a wait staff that will quickly go get you a bottle. Wonderful. And he'll continue to pat down. His wet clothes is, you know, that thing you do when you're just covered in drenched clothes, but you're still kind of trying to dry it off. But, you know, like you're still wet. It just <laughs> you're trying not to squeak when you walk. That's what he's doing. You know, we'll wait by the door. He's going to be in like a almost like a stoic attention pose. Very straight face, just waiting to report to the madam. Dotra wanders in with a three foot submarine sandwich and offers anyone a bite if anyone wants. Y'all look like a bunch of dry rats. The lovely pool. I'm sorry, what? Well, it was a long way down, and so the pool was the likely spot to land without getting hurt. Until it had stabby knives in it, and then it got, well, still more painful. In the pool? Yes. Those were the neighbors. They had a bad day. I I expect after so many of us going through their hall, it must be soaking wet as well. It was straight out of the pool, right down the hall, like six times. Some of us went more than once. Corbin's just going to shake his head when he hears that as he's still damping or dampening or drying himself off. Whatever the word is, I'm patting himself down. Re-wetting? Re- yeah, the, the moistening. When he's doing that. A, a dry martini instead of that whiskey. <laughs> Boo. Uh. Uh, <laughs> Flynn would uh, 
just look for a change of clothes rather than just trying to dry off. Yeah, they'd have fresh clothes upstairs in your rooms. Perfect. He'd head up there. I'll bring, uh, if Corbin doesn't go up there, he'll I'll bring, or the other two guys, he'll bring clothes back down. Yeah, I mean, it, just toss that them makes, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that, that makes sense. If, uh, we're aware that it, there was a change of clothes and it wasn't just towels ready for us. Still try to dry himself off, not make a mess in the house, but go to, go to change clothes for sure. Have dry clothes on. <clears throat> Very well. Then as you guys change into dry clothes, towels aside, you guys will reconvene in the main chamber with Mal's Moran and Madame Sangari. Corbin would approach uh, Madame Sangari and, and pull out his cell phone and say, job's done. And then he'd show her the, the picture so she saw for herself. Yeah, she'll take your phone from you and look it over for a bit. Uh, you'll watch as her somber face begins to contort into a smile uh, before she starts laughing. Oh, this is wonderful, you magnificent bastards. Uh, she will stand up and <clears throat> she'll stand up and grab Corbin and twirl him for a moment. He's going to be very <laughs> stiff as she tries to dance with him, for sure. Uh, but she will, you know, as his boss, definitely twirl with her. Uh, but as he's twirling, he's going to be looking for the servant that's supposed to be bringing him his whiskey because he's probably going to, he's going to, he's like, I already need another. I think Yuna would speak up before we crack the beverages. I'm honor bound to make amends. And he would take off his coat and you see his slide his left arm out, revealing his tattoos that reveal. And then uh, you'll see the tattoo of his centipede on his right crack to life as the, the centipede comes out of his tattoo, goes down his left arm. And he's going to place his hand on the desk with his ring finger out. And the centipede's going to crawl down his left hand and use his pincers to hold his ring finger there as he grabs his kabuto blade out and puts it over top of the knuckle. And he's going to say, please accept this as compensation for my poor performance. Shall be a reminder to never let it happen again by the kabuto code. And he's going to slice down and remove his left ring finger from the knuckle. And as he does so, the centipede's going to go down there and apply pressure on his wound. And he'll grab the finger, wrap it in his handkerchief with the Kabuto Syndicate on it, and offer it to the madam. Yeah, she'll take it in both hands. Uh, and as she bows and accepts uh, this, this, trade for your <clears throat> this trade for your failure. He'll bow and return and step back away, holding his hand as the centipede returns back to his tattoo form on his right arm. And the husband. Still alive? Yeah. He, no, he wasn't part of the deal, right? Correct. Good. Excellent. She'll turn to Mal's. Make sure to pay off their condo for the rest of the year. No reason he should suffer, even though he knows the business he married into. Well, this was going to be awake, but I think we'll have a bit more celebration today. Pepeco, do you mind doing the cooking? Not at all. I'll help out and do the tasting then. Someone's got to do it. You know, we'll go mix a drink, but this time it's just like straight whiskey on the rocks. Nothing fancy. Two fingers. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely see in the madam, or you can definitely see the madam's step is a lot lighter. She seems to uh, almost bounce from room to room as she talks to the guests and, <clears throat> sorry, talks with the help. Uh, drinks will arrive freely and quickly to your table as you guys each have your own direct, uh, direct wait staff there to assist with whatever you need. Yeah, I'm going to find whoever was supposed to bring me my whiskey. Grab it, slam it, ask for two more. Uh, right away, sir. And they'll Thank rush you. off. Uh, but the madam will resume her seat. Pepeco, what did you find? Well, seems that there was quite a bit of uh, incoming and outgoing shipments. Uh, 
sunrods, a couple of uh, Orleans Gladi, um, machine guns and heavy rifles, protection from evil candles, whatnot, and mirrors and alchemy kits. It's an average all from what I could see. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, if they're importing the weapons, maybe that means they don't have the bodies yet. Didn't see any bodies. But with that in mind, then she'll tell you all to enjoy yourselves. How many, like how many guns? Uh, how much? Are we talking an army's worth of an armory here? Or is this just somebody's trunk filled with a hodgepodge of weapons? Uh, I, Joe doesn't have those specifics. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does look like a decent size. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, it does look like a decent amount of weapons from what you recall. Probably is enough to equip maybe 60 people. And only and only the one alchemy kit? Uh, no, there were four alchemy kits uh, and about a dozen mirrors. Mirrors? Mm-hmm. And how many sunrods? Uh, about 40. Are they trying to make a real shiny room? Why? Spellcasting isn't truly my specialty, but it seems like it could be a component for some larger spell, given that there are the, the, the multiple ap- alchemy kits and the protection from evil. Perhaps they're summoning something. Oh, that'll get dicey. I wonder if their lawyer would know something about that. If I were them and I was making a deal with an extra planar entity, I would contact my lawyer. Aren't you supposed to give him a call? I think we are. Let him know when we're done. I think we already ran that past uh, Madame Sangari too, didn't we? Or not yet? Not yet. You guys have no, not one back since your visit. So when we get a chance to talk about our next steps, let's bring that up. Yeah. All right. But yeah, with that, she will go to taking over the party. You guys have some time to kill between the start of it. Uh, you'll see a few kind of higher-end guests arrive. Estelle Del Rose, a playwright from the Arferi District, as well as um, Levis Lira, an Illican kind of, uh, imagine rumor monger kind of socialite. But they will come in. <clears throat> Estelle, standing... Uh, about half a foot shorter than Madame Singari, kind of mousy brown hair, but and a, and a stare that's a bit too serious for how plain she looks. As they'll greet and laugh, and she'll set, uh, she will send them out to the backyard where there's canopies set up, tables to eat, places to drink, as well as Levis Lira when she arrives. Uh, tendrils are hanging from the tendrils on her head, uh, various diamonds, and almost looks uh, too fancy to be at this party, but. She will walk about, greet Malzbarad, greet the madam, and then head back as well. Like I say, you guys have time to kill. Yeah, I'd probably nudge. Um, shit, what the fuck is your lawyer's name? Flynn? What's our lawyer? Flynn? Flynn. Okay, let me start. So yeah, I'd probably nudge Flynn. Be like, hey man, just go ahead and make that call. And then ask him about what the hell they're looking to summon here also. I do think that we were likely to get a job offer on that phone call, not a more intel. But... That's why I wanted to run it past Madame Singari first. See how she wanted to play it. Uh, but okay. That makes sense. Um, for now, I think I'm going to go talk to that lady over there with all the fancy jewelry. I don't know what she needs done, but it's probably something. You know, when we're done with our current engagement. Of course. And Flynn will do that. Or try to. All right. You know. Uh, Yuna's going to have to go join uh, Datra in the kitchen real quick and utilize one of his uh, burners. And uh, probably heat up like a. He doesn't want to wreck his own blade by reheating it again. But he'll go like use one to like 
the kitchen butter knives or something and heat that up. A spoon and... will have already been heated for you. Perfect. <laughs> You'd use that spoon and cauterize his wound there so it wouldn't bleeding as much anymore. And if Daughtry didn't need any help, he'd go return to the bar this time. <clears throat> Maybe uh, helping behind the bar with the bartender. You you go grab yourself another drink, because uh, if you're going to be given the shocker from now on, you should probably be ready. You'll uh, chuckle and you'll say, come see me for a drink later. And then you'll go to the bar and start mixing drinks. Corbin will walk up to <laughs> Corbin will walk up to Shin and uh, sit next to him. So, uh, what, you're not going to get married? Or what? what's this about? It is... And he would gesture to your now missing left ring finger. It is paramount that your first mistake always be remembered. Removing the ring finger is one that someone will always, will never forget. I'll take a drink. So you guys just have a bad memory? Or what's that about? We always remember our mistakes, kid. You don't have to chop off a finger every time you fuck up. You chop off enough of those fingers, you're not going to be able to pull the trigger, bud. And thus, that is the point. Traditions are traditions. Barbara's going to take a long drink. Just stare at <laughs> your missing finger. And then he's going to turn around and do that thing where it's like kind of awkward, but he's just going to lean against the bar and then watch everybody else, you know, buzzing about, sit next to you if you wanted to talk about it. He'll make two drinks and just hand you another drink in silence still and just keep drinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> Jeff, while, while I'm facing out uh, of the party, is there any, like, does it just look like a normal, casual, high-end people getting together, right? They said it was going to be a wake. Uh, is there a body being towed in? Like, obviously, it's festive now, but, you know, is there a mournful kind of undertone here that we should be aware of? Um, you would think that, but Madame Sangari is not projecting that. Uh, okay. You, you can see pictures of those that died, uh, as well as, you know, their families are here, but it seems that whatever has happened isn't she is not treating this as a sad event got it okay cool Godotra, are you are you cooking something special or fancy or is it something where you're gonna like take 10 per se and you're just making a signature dish i is there an outdoor if like i want to do some outdoor hibachi type so i can have, have some flair and then perhaps drum up some more visibility for the uh fundraising of uh efforts that i do not not trying to press anybody, but just like, you know, letting letting our presence be known. Because this is there is some mourning, but there are also people with money. Yeah, absolutely. You can definitely have a grill moved outside, uh set up at one end so that you can see the people and see the uh see the drink table and see everyone moving about and put on a display or show of it. Yes. Seventeen on my celebrity chef check. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, people nearby will definitely uh, clap and point. Always nice to to see. Well, this is a high-end party, so it's, of course, assumed they're going to have a high-end chef. With that, can I get from both Yuno and Dotra a sense motive? Oh. What's your roll, guys? 23. Yuno got a nat 20, which gave me a 19. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. <clears throat> um. <laughs> Dotra, with the professionalism and knowledge of the kitchen, keep an eye out, you will notice one of the assistants you have getting you supplies uh, has spent more than a more than their fair share of time uh, prepping certain meats and <clears throat> certain meats for you to cut, as well as across at the bar, uh, somehow, <laughs> you know, just happening looking at the right spot at the right time, 
um, you know, one of those moments where you think you're being sneaky and you look back and there's one person just staring at you. Maybe they're already staring at that spot to begin with and you just happen to commit the crime in that spot. But whatever it is, they see you. Uh, you would spot the, uh, the <clears throat> sorry, you just spot the bar back uh, currently injecting something into a few of the older bottles of wine. Is that, Kyle, interrupt, is it a, what kind of uh, bar back? Is they big? Are they small? Nope. Average size, human build. Okay. I'll interrupt him. Is, is that a new infusion you're trying? Yeah, with trembling hands, he'll stop and, um, uh, yes, sir. Yeah, it's a, a special, special order, special drink. Oh, what's it called? And what is it that you're applying to that beverage? Is it something that I should try? You should try here. We should probably sample these together, shouldn't we? Uh, that'd be a great idea, he says unconvincingly. And I'll, I'll grab one of the bottles he just injected and set it on the table. He's like, all right, make yourself one. And then I'll see how you mix yours. And I'll mix one myself. And we'll compare beverages. Oh, I, I, I shouldn't. I don't want to. I, I shouldn't drink on the job. I wasn't asking. Uh, yeah, with nervous hands, he'll pour two wine glasses. Uh, he'll add a little bit of fruit to each, hold one up for you and one for himself. He will take a sip. I'll, I'll hold the glass up to a light source and, and look at it and stir it around, looking for the legs of the drink. Go down the glass, mm -hmm. inspecting it for clarity. And uh, I think I'll dip my finger in it first and uh, taste it on my fingertip before I divulge or take any, any big sips into it, making sure it's not too potent. I don't want to be able to, you know, Still function if I have this drink, if it's such a high-class beverage they're mixing here. Yeah, while you're doing that, across at the hibachi, Dotra. I will examine the meat, big sniff, and a, and a small bite. What's going on with this, uh, with this meat? Yeah, with a quick sniff and a bite. Let's... <clears throat> yeah, in this case, go ahead and use your, uh, go ahead and use your profession chef. To detect if there is anything off about this meat, as the gentleman, uh, I, I want to make sure you, uh, it was cut to the correct sizes for you, sir. But he, he says a bit more convincingly, uh, isn't, isn't this what you required? Uh, this meat is not nearly to the quality that I did require for guests of this esteem. How dare you bring this before me? Um, and I want to use. Disconcerting knowledge. Okay. Uh, use my knowledge of uh, my enemy to intimidate them. And I know meat cutting better than this person does. And <laughs> probably poisoning. Uh, yeah, there is a small bit of spiciness that turns into numbness when you take a nibble of the meat, uh, letting you know that it definitely has been, uh, definitely has been at least uh, seasoned with a, with a poison. You idiot, with this kind of meat, you use a centipede poison. This is just <laughs> clearly spider poison. It's much more for a fowl. But yes, what? go ahead and roll me that Thank modified you. intimidate. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I use something else instead of intimidate. This. I, I thought it was a, a knowledge check, correct? Yeah. So do I, would I just roll the straight? It you know, depends on what knowledge you want, how you want to role play it out, right? Like if you want to do knowledge corporate and pretend that wherever he got this is subpar and he's bullshit. Or if you want to use knowledge of uh, nature and pull what Doug just said, and if you're going to poison a man, use the correct poison. This flavor is bullshit. Oh, yeah. uh, <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm going to use the, the corporate. Okay. This is absolutely undervaluing what, what these people deserve. And I'm going to pick him up and start pushing him back into the kitchen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Meet behind, uh, 
What is it? Uh, is the meat still on the cutting board or bringing it with you? Oh, it's coming. It's it's into the garbage. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. With a swipe and a sweep, off it goes, and you two will push back into the manor, uh, into the kitchen. Um, and my chef's knife is going to be tucked underneath my apron, uh, directed into his spleen. Not Not actually going for it yet, but just on the ready. Yeah, the... The shorter, kind of dark-haired Corlean will, uh, uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I will, I will get better meat, sir, now. Uh, once we're in private, it's going to be more of the, what the hell do you think you're doing, who are you working for? All right. As you go to ask that, we cut back to the bar, or, I'm sorry, as you go to ask that, we cut back to Flynn, currently engaged in conversation with, uh, Lavise Lyra. She laughs for a moment, and, so you're a lawyer. And a mercenary. I mean, all lawyers are mercenaries. But, uh, yes. I guess much more directly, yes. If you've got problems, I can probably solve them. Oh, how excellent. So I then suppose you... someone in, in, in your kind of station, I'm sure, must occasionally have little kerfluffles they want to deal with. Yeah, they'll bat their eyes for a moment. And at this, uh, at this moment, it seems that I think everything's in the clear. But tell me, what's going on here? What has Madame Sangari so upset? Oh, uh, seems a tragedy befell some of some of her employees recently. Just giving him a proper send-off. Oh, awake, and she'll kind of look at her clothes. I did not dress for that. Oh, well, I'm, you, you look lovely. I'm sure you'd, be, you'd fit in anywhere. Uh, she'll motion for a couple more glasses of wine. So then, Mr. Exlem, are you inquiring about jobs? Or are you paid to make small talk today? Well, we are currently engaged in in a project here with Madame Singari, but uh, we won't be forever, so yes. Asking about jobs and just how things are going. Yeah, she'll give you her HCOM number and ask for yours in return. Mm-hmm. Del Rose should be putting on a pl- uh, sorry, Del Rose should be putting on a party soon. I think it might be fun to have a uh, fun to have a talent such as yours there. Are you any good at dueling? I'm all... Uh, I'm all right with a blade. Mm-hmm. Better with a gun. I'm better yet with my wits, but I'll do what I can. Ooh, fun. And yes, we must reconvene. I demand you be my plus one. Well, I would be happy to. Now, if you'll excuse me, I should see what my cohorts are getting up to. Left alone, they... Well, we don't want this place to burn down or something. Of course not. And she'll, as easily as conversation started, walk away from you and start a new one with the next person. Laughing as she orders another couple glasses of wine. Corbin. And I'll just head to the bar. They can burn down the house or whatever. I don't really care. (laughs) Yeah. You'd find the bar strangely empty at the moment. Yeah. Free beer. Or wait. No, uh, you know, you know, still there interrogating him. So, you know, and and Corbin's facing. Yeah. There's a a free bottle of wine open on the counter. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yes, Corbin, you're talking with people and moving about the party. Yeah. Um, just doing a perimeter check, just walking around, watching the, uh, watching the high life live the high life and be snobby. Uh, just make my rounds and enjoy really, really expensive whiskey. Just watching, looking around for anything weird. Excellent. Go and give me your perception check as you look around for anything weird. Yeah, let's do that. I rolled a 12, uh, and I get an eight bonus. So that's a 20 total. All right. With a 20, this feels so far um, 
fairly calm. They're, the guards she has are still in position, with the exception of it looks like Dotra stepped away from the grill for the moment. Uh, and Yuno seems to be having a cup with one of his underlings. It seems to be all around a pretty relaxing day. Cutting back to Yuno, though. As, I think as I taste uh, my, that bit on my finger there, uh, I would slowly mumble Viper's palate. That would just be a uh, detect poison. As the Viper coiled up tattooed on his left arm there, vibrant greens, reds, and oranges lights up. And I would cast detect poison as I lick that little substance on my finger to see what if I could detect what's in it. Yeah, it has that taste of old wine, if you've had that. Like, it's bitter, uh, has a kind of a, a very tongue-coating aftertaste. Uh, but overall, it just... Oh, Dagny, are you about to start barking? Is it bork time? Bork time. Bark o'clock. Bork yes. o'clock, baby! <laughs> she loves it. She's like, are you podcasting? I am too! Bark, 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 bark! You mean we're part of podcasting. <laughs> I am a member of this team. <laughs> Integral. <laughs> Integral. Without her, I don't know what I'd do. Just just make him a god and we just hear him in the background of every session. <laughs> the god's thunder. Somewhere the hounds bark. <laughs> uh but you know as you cast uh as the viper glows and you cast detect poison, the bottle does not glow back. Alright, no, I'm not detecting anything out of the ordinary on my sample, I would then take a sip from the glass. Yeah, like I said, it has that old wine taste, albeit it tastes watered down. I feel like what you added to this beverage didn't send you in or increase the value of this product. What is that item you injected into the bottles here? Sir? Um, yeah, he'll nervously respond. It's kind of a rose water, sir. You know of any reason why rose water would be added to this wine beverage? It seems to off-put the taste and the tannins in the bottle. Um, it, it was uh, to be a present for Madame Sigari. Is this a special request on her behalf that you know of, or any reason why Rosewater she would like or think it as a present in her beverage? With that, he is going to try to swing the bottle at your face and run. Oh, okay. So, with that, here comes... He was just, he was just doing his job, man. Wait. A wine bottle. <laughs> his wine bottle swings absolutely wide uh, as he swings and will, like say, attempt to run. Uh, we'll drop an initiative here real quick, and then we're going to cut over to uh, Pepeco. Dotra, uh, inside. What the hell do you think you're doing? I I, I thought it was I thought I was following orders. I'm uh, very yeah. With the Intimidate having been successful, um, the Corlean, I, I <clears throat> Mr. Avori wanted me to to make sure that the guests didn't have a good time. And how many of your agents are here messing up with my reputation? It's, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Pepeco. I didn't, we didn't know you'd be here. Um, but there, there are two of us, me, myself and, and my friend. While well, I'm doing this with Dotra, if you guys want to roll initiatives outside. Everyone else? Yep, Flynn, you know, and uh, Corbin. Uh, but okay. I'm sorry, Dotra, you just said anyone else? Right? Uh, oh, sorry. Yes. Uh, and here, we'll put uh, these two here. Oops. I don't know why it won't let me drag my, like, picture onto the onto the thing. Grabbing your name or your picture? I'm grabbing the picture. I go to bio and info, grab the little top square pointy right. thing. Grab your Try name. grabbing the name. Grab the name, pull it over. Word. What do you say? My All name right. from characters. Uh, the third tab over from the left. Um, oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. Did that do it? Nice. 
All right, hold on. I got to see what this is. <laughs> Love it. What is this amazing? <laughs> what was that, Jeff? He was the first one I could find. I love it. <laughs> Man, I really, like, small thing, really wish that Apron had, like, number one dad or best chef or some, like, tentacle chef-related pun for cooking. It would have been amazing. But that's great. <laughs> Bring me. I'm cooking. Um, but yes, so we'll put Dotra down here. We'll put these as the, uh, the okay. grill as well as drink station. So we'll put Yuno here. Dotra is inside. Uh, but yeah, he just says that uh, there's just the two of us. Um, I, my, my friend's in, in with drinks. Um, and as he says that, outside... Oh, come on, roll 20. Don't be poopsie. Nope. So what are... And Joe, go ahead and roll initiative as well. So you're on here. I will as soon as I find it. Oh, ah. yeah. All right. So Flynn, uh, no longer in conversation uh, with Levis Lyra, as you're looking around a bit, you'd see the <clears throat> uh, blonde-haired, kind of shorter help staff swing a bottle at Yuno's head, miss completely, uh, and take off and start to get ready to start running. All right. Is this about how far away we are? Yeah, yeah. We'll All say right. as, the, uh, as the party went, you're just kind of walking about chatting with people. Okay. And this will be the picture we're using for Madame Sangari. Mm-hmm. Dude, that is an awesome fucking picture. She does look cooler than we do. Yeah. That is awesome. Hot. I knew she was hot. Yeah, that's definitely a save for you, Cody. Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> I was like, man, I hope she's not ugly and old, but that's, this is great. Uh, seeing a bottle get swung at a friend, uh, uh, Flynn would call out, Whoa! What's going on down here? Why don't you just hold still until we figure out what's going on? And he'll throw a forbid action at that guy. All so, right. A DC 14 will save from our bottle swinging hoodlum. All righty. Yeah. Uh, his legs almost seem to freeze over himself as he turns around, unable to move. And that's Flynn's action for now. All right. You know, stuck in front of you, the gentleman has swung the bottle and dropped it. Uh, and as he turns around, he just stops. You know, he's going to grin and then throw off his coat like he normally does. As he reaches in his pockets, he slaps together sulfur in each hand as he yells, Star Child Shuriken, and two Chitin in nature Shuriken, one on each collarbone that are emblazed in red, will start spinning, and two, and they would fly up into the air and they'd be ablaze spinning. And he'll launch one at that guy that's holed up in front of me that just swung at me. All right. Nine to hit. Uh, unfortunately, with a nine, the shuriken will uh, whiz by him. Yeah, I'll keep the other one remaining there, spinning by my by my head as I glare at him. That'll finish my round. All right. Uh, the one you're currently sp- speaking with, Dotra, will, as you hear the commotion start outside, uh, will attempt to reach back at one of the nearby uh, sautéing pans and grab it and attempt to go for the smash across the face. Uh-huh. That will miss. <laughs> My boys are rolling great tonight. A <laughs> uh, splattering of sauce and noodles goes hitting the wall as he swings the pan, uh, whiffing you entirely. Uh, how close is the uh, the walk-in freezer? About five feet away? Yep, into the freezer with him. <laughs> All right. Corbin, it is your turn. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so I've seen 
my buddy throw a shuriken at a guy running away. And j- just so I'm aware, the Dotra, that's happening in the kitchen. We're not seeing that. That's not outside. Correct. Okay. So just seeing, okay. What's going on with the rest of the party? Did, uh, um, did Flynn say it loud enough to draw the attention? And now this is a, a whole 100%, thing. Yes. He has said it loud enough, but there's no guns. There's nothing out. So you have a lot of rich people watching a very fun show. I mean, this, uh, the villain swung a wine bottle at, you know, and this proceeded to stop moving. There's flying fireworks. So he's just in place. He's okay. So I'm just going to run to him and you know, try to pin him down. Okay. You're a bit, bit far away. So you'll be there. What next turn? Yeah. All right. Uh, inside your see, uh, your <clears throat> grapple check is enough to beat his defenses. So you're going to grab him and shove him into the uh, walk-in. Yep. And Jimmy, the door shut. Jimmy door locked. Uh, yeah. Uh, in a fancy place like this, it's not unusual to have a lock on these doors to kind of make sure the wait staff doesn't, uh, try to get free samples. So yeah, with a hearty bull rush and grapple, you'll pull them and push them in and lock a door. You'll hear the, uh, the thudding from inside, but it's fairly muffled. Easy to forget amongst the din of whatever's happening outside. And I will walk out casually and observe what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, you step out onto the top deck, the stairs that lead down into the large and expansive uh, patio, or back garden, uh, and you can see the flying discs, the frozen waitstaff, and everyone converging upon the drink table. Uh, him unable to move, well, I mean, it's been six seconds, so he can't move from his spot, uh, but he'll try to take a swing at Yuno with his fist. Uh, Yuno, you don't have a weapon out or anything, do you? I do not. Alrighty. This is non-lethal, as he's just going to unarmed strike, as he sends a haymaker towards your face, and whiffs. <laughs> Flynn. You're making me nervous, guys. Jeff never rolls this bad, which means he's going to roll really good when we really don't want him to. This is not good. Um, saving up all my rolls for later. That's what I think's happening. Uh, I'm on to you, Jeff. Fuck. Flynn, uh... Begins incanting another spell as he holds his hands to the side and approaches the guy with the bottle, um, just kind of stepping over to the other side of him. And uh, as he gets there, and the some the magic finishes coalescing into uh, the shape of manacles, which he will slap onto his wrists, trying to bind his arms behind his back. So that's a reflex save. Uh, it'll be DC, I think, just fifteen. Yeah. Oh, nailed it. All right. Yeah, he twists so, in such a way. <laughs> yep. So I've still summoned shackles, but he, he's not wearing them yet. All righty. You know. I'll look at him and wink, and as I do, the other, share, the other shuriken will go flying at him as my swift action. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven. Not great hit. Not a great hit at all. <laughs> yeah, What'd you roll? He ducks seven. underneath it. As he does that, I'll pull out my Kabuto dueling blade, and I'll just stand posed at him. Strikes. All right. Inside, a man <clears throat> pounds at the, uh, inside the home, inside a freezer, is a man. <laughs> the man screams, but no one can hear him. Corbin. Uh, yeah, so Corbin is going to see the manacles uh, pop on the guy. It did make it on the guy, right? Did not. No, it, it didn't. So okay. I'm just holding on. I'm holding a pair of masterwork manacles in my hand now. Okay, but the guy can't run anywhere? No, that only lasted the round. He can get away now if he wants. It would have been cooler if he if he ended up with handcuffs on, but 
he rolled really good. Corbin's going to walk up just a little ways more, uh, seeing Flynn and Shin uh, around this guy. Uh, but he's going to... He's only going to walk another 10 feet uh, to where he's in line with Madame Singari, just to make sure she's within eye shot of him in case something, some other fuckery is going on. Um, and with both his group taking care of the guy and um, Madame Singari next to him, he's just going to watch and keep drinking. <clears throat> Alrighty. Dotre. I'm going to walk down the stairs and now towards the schmuck that's uh, the, the bartender. Just kind of ensure the flanking because seems relatively under control but just another body there yeah <laughs> uh absolutely surrounded uh the young gentleman will uh in his panic state attempt to run uh sadly the only place to run is straight ahead uh into the open arms of corbin but he will provoke three attacks of opportunity as he will start sprinting for the exit for those of you with melee weapons as he goes to move i'll attempt to strike him with Budo blade. 20 to hit. Hey. Uh, yeah, you absolutely catch him across the arm. Points of damage. <laughs> uh, and as, as you're, so as you just quick blade slices him, uh, spilling, spilling a bit of his blood, but enough to distract him as he reaches out to hold in, uh, to hold the cut, a cleaver will plunge into his backside, putting him directly onto the floor. Now we'll apply the manacles. <laughs> Madame Sangari holds up her glass and, Cheers and begins a slight clap, which the other people follow with. You'll hear a couple of the other people. What a pathetic display from Arvori. Seems so weak. Who does that? I think Yuna would go over to talk to the madam if she's available. Uh, yeah, she is standing out there watching this uh, with a smile in her eye. I would hand over the whatever device the bartender was using to inject the wine and ask, is there any particular reason why anyone would want Rose water injected into your beverages. Yeah, she seems to take a smell of it for a moment, and her face visibly contorts as kind of a disgusted smell. Well, oh. I am, I I am a bit allergic to roses. Is it just you, or is your whole clan suffer from the same allergy? Uh, just myself, as it is these days. And I suggest not drinking any beverages that you have them tested. I don't know how many bottles they inflicted with rose water. Excellent. I appreciate it, uh, Mister Shin. I'll bow and then just take my. But the party resumes as people line up to get food from the grill and line up for drinks, uh, ignoring the body laying on the ground, unconscious and bleeding. We'll haul, we'll haul him away. <laughs> Fair and enough. Shove something on his wounds. All right. Yeah, easy yeah, enough for you guys. In the freezer, I will mention as you pick there's him up. A, there's another one in the freezer? Yes. Oh, I mean, I don't think we should keep him in the freezer. He'll, he'll die in there. No point. Cold, man. At least he'll be preserved. <laughs> We are bad guys. <clears throat> we're not yeah, you, bad guys. Do we think they know anything? They were the only two, and just uh, we were, were told to give the party a bad time. They just don't strike me as mastermind evil geniuses or anything. Uh, no, they appear to be schlubs. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Perhaps a distraction. No, we'll just... We can drop them back off with their handler. You know, would would ignore the other... To assailants and just be more worried about future attacks on the party. Well, you know, doesn't care about their fate. They were sealed. Yeah. Are you guys going to question him? At least a little bit, yes. 
Yeah, Mel's Moran would come into the kitchen where you guys have assembled at least this unconscious gentleman, maybe not let the one out of the freezer yet. Um, but the look on his face is definitely one of definitely one of uh, embarrassment and frustration. You can see the wounds he sustained earlier from the <clears throat> construction site have definitely slowed him down. Uh, and seeing that you guys were able to handle the threat uh, and while he was not there makes him feel a little inadequate for this. But he will thank you all personally for catching this so quickly. Oh, of course. Just some of the preservatives we provide. Exactly. <laughs> how, did these, how did these guys get in here? You guys have any service review, any background checks? You guys just pick people up off the street to serve you guys wine? What, what the hell is this about? Yes, we do do research. Mr. Thus, we do inspect most everybody who comes through here. Obviously, something happened here that we did not prepare for. Do we have to be looking for two people that these people took the place of? Or was this just a lapse in like the background review, right? Is there someone like should we be looking for two other people right now? That sounds like a useful uh, that sounds like a, a a useful thing to do with your time. All right, I'm gonna go look over by the bar. There are drinks and you know. I found who I'm looking for. <laughs> Sits down and starts drinking. <laughs> I'll make him a drink. I mean, thanks again for all your help. I had your back, man. I think uh, I think we can consider this a win, and you get to keep the rest of your nine digits, or for the time being. Inside, though, Flynn and Dotra. Yeah. What are the plans with the uh, the man in the freezer and the unconscious one? Well, yeah, wrapping some towels or something around the guy's wound so he doesn't just bleed out. <laughs> but I'm not going to expend the resources to wake him up, and then have Dotra show me the guy in the freezer. How long does it take for somebody to pass out in the? In, under those conditions. Want to find out? Time for me to Google something that will get me on a list. Yay! <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> That's so true. Oh, my God. That's funny as shit. How long does it take someone to drown or freeze in a freezer? If I uh, stab someone in the back and put them in the freezer and they were unconscious, when do they <laughs> die? If I needed to cover up a body a way that cops can't find it, how would it? <laughs> Alrighty. As I put into Google, how long does it take to pass out if you're stuck in a walk-in freezer? There's 320 <laughs> how, from how stuff works. Uh, there's 320 cubic feet of pure oxygen in the freezer. People are okay with oxygen concentrations down to 10%. So there's enough oxygen to last for a full day in an average-sized freezer. What about the hypothermia side? So from the hypothermia side, as I go to Quora, which also has this question, answered and reviewed by 325,000 people. Because I guess this happens a lot. Sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, a lot of folks work with walk-in freezers. It make you curious. Yeah. Oh. No. I, we had that famous famous death from that one lady uh, who found herself in one. If the freezer remains at a below something temperature for this amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> or the Ranker website: How to survive if you get stuck in a walk-in freezer. Aha. Uh-huh. I could use that right about now. I already saw the MacGyver episode. (laughs) Uh, Melt ice on the light bulb into the locking mechanism of the freezer until it refreezes there and breaks the lock. Although I don't know why the light bulb would be on in a walk-in freezer while the door's shut. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, that feels odd. Uh, Okay. Well, I've now learned how to survive being in one, but come on, buddy. (laughs) I mean, I don't think we really just need to give him the chance. Yeah, it looks There's like two of us standing right outside. We're just going to beat the tar out of him if he tries to run away. Yeah, it looks like basically you start to suffer hypothermia within about two to three hours if you don't have proper protection or something. 
uh, you don't take steps to avoid this, right? Um, I'm going to go on a wild limb and say that this guy did not prepare to be in a freezer today. Um, so you probably have a couple hours until they're effectively uh, too cold to fight back. So we'll just start off with the, you want to come out and talk? Uh, muffled cries come through the door. You're going to have to speak up. Go ahead and give me your, what What are you going for? Uh, intimidate or? I mean, intimidate. I'm I'm threatening to leave him inside if he doesn't talk to us. Perfect. Toss me that intimidate. Rolled a 19. Poor poor guy. (laughs) Uh, From inside, you can hear the multiple screams of, yes, yes, I'll talk. As they are muffled through the doors, he's uh, banging away at them. I'll just pull out my physical set of manacles this time to apply to him. All right. If he's ready. Yep. Open the door. Uh, Yeah. A very uh, cold man. Um, Let's see uh, the young man says, wrapped his arms around himself to try to stay warm on the floor. You can see the saucepan laying there. Uh, looks like he's standing on a box of uh, pre-cut onions, trying to keep off the metal floor. So what did this guy do? Painted meat. Oh, gross. Who made you taint the meat? As I, as Flynn applies manacles to his wrist while he's, and take him out of the freezer. <laughs> uh, we were, yeah, it was... Well, we were paid for just, we were just supposed to get people sick. Uh-huh. So what's the meat tainted with, then? More rose water? I hope you confused. Uh, no, it's, it's just, um, <clears throat> uh, it's just a, it's an extract. It just makes people vomit. Unacceptable. <laughs> That's rude. I was going to eat that food. You'd have made me vomit. Is that what you'd want to do? Uh, he, he, he says it with conviction, maybe either whether he believes it or maybe that's what he was told, but. Uh, I mean, it, I, I don't want to make you vomit now, but I would have made you vomit. <laughs> well, it's rude. That's all I'm saying. Who made you do it? Uh, I was <clears throat> I was paid by Savlik Don. Oh, well. Huh. It's going to be tricky to, uh, to collect. Shoots a hole in my plan of sending him back to the guy that hired him. Yeah, the, the young man will ask, are you going to kill me? No, you're, you're much too bad at your job. <clears throat> Just hold still a second, and uh, Flynn just takes a finger, and as his eyes glow yellow and his finger does as well, he just writes failed on his forehead. <laughs> uh, he'll do the same thing to the to the unconscious guy. Just glows in a, a, a light, yellow light, same as his eyes. Yeah, does it cause any pain or discomfort, or is it nope. uh, just a, a permanent mark? It's a brand can trip, so it'll last for four days. <laughs> Alrighty. If they, they can uh, scrape it away, uh, which will that will cause damage. Oh, it does I guess it does one point of damage to each of them? Okay. Yeah. With a fortitude save to negate it if they want. But if he does, I'm just going to try again. <laughs> nope. They are both branded as failures. Perfect. Maybe we can have somebody drop him off at um, at Reginald's house. Do you know your way to Reginald's house? You're going to have to collect your paycheck from him. His, your uh, the guy that hires you is. Uh, not available at the moment. Um, <laughs> yeah, he nods. Uh, he nods. I, 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 I know where I'm going. I can, I can go. Great. Can you carry your buddy here? <laughs> well, manacled. <laughs> I'll take him off. I want to keep the manacles. <laughs> okay. I'll say manacled ball frozen with failure written on his head. He is not going to make a good spectacle trying to carry this fucking futon mattress of his buddy. Uh <laughs> But zip tie their limbs together. 
Um, but yes, if you take the manacles off, uh, it is slow going, but he'll start dragging his friend out. Great. Tell Reginald to try harder next time. Oh, uh, will do, sir. Yeah, I don't care. Bye. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, we're at a good halfway point here, so sure. we'll go ahead and everybody uh, get liquids. Good break, baby. Yeah, we'll be back in about 15 minutes or so. Cool. All right. Herb. We're planning on going through six. Was that, that the idea? Sounds like. If this is the halfway point, I'll do the math. We're good. <laughs> go warn people in the house that it might be a little longer than I was expecting. I'll be right back. <laughs> What's up, dudes? I did it. I came back after all. Welcome back. Cody's on mute if he's saying anything. Oh, I see him. I see the lips moving. Damn it. Were you talking? I, I couldn't tell. Look, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. <clears throat> <clears throat> this is going well, huh? Jeff, so what's, uh, what's that? Yes, it's going well. And what's everybody eating? I'm eating peanuts. I'm eating biscuits and cream cheese. Ooh. Not biscuits. Biscuits and like, cream cheese? No, it's these healthy, stupid crackers. Oh, good. like pita chips. Yeah, they're kind of like pita chips. Well, good. You better be eating healthy. Me and Chris talk about that shit. Yeah, I gotta look good for this wedding. You gotta look good for the wedding, and you gotta not fucking die, you shit ass. Oh, I'm okay with dying. I don't look <laughs> good for the wedding. Eventually, you should. Yeah. Well, no, just have to no. find a power source infinite enough to There's... sustain my cyborg body indefinitely. <laughs> I know of at least one lich, one wizard, and, uh, you know, one necromancer, probably say otherwise. You don't have to die if you don't want to. <laughs> I mean, the true masters of immortality in the D&D sense are the bards, but because, you know, you never forget about them. Yeah, I like that, but only if they're good bards. Hmm. I've already played a bard recently, and that guy got played a lot, so I'm happy Did with it for now. Really? Yeah, the, uh, it was a scald, I guess, but it was in the with our characters who uh, gestalt stuff, I think. Oh, right. I think that might not have been, but they, well, no, it wasn't the gestalt, it was the, like, Cash every... Every yeah, every level is two levels. Mm-hmm. So he got bonkers pretty fast. <clears throat> we all got bonkers pretty fast. We're yeah, taking on I Titans mean, and shit. To be, what are you to be fair, about? like the other the other folks, the like freaking uh, scythe boy with his like, I crit him for nine hundred damage. Like okay, I it, I, nothing I do here matters. That guy just has to hit him again. <laughs> no, when that <laughs> happened, it was like, a good time to be a to be a bard or a skull and just be like, yeah, no, I don't have to do shit. But that guy is going to stay alive forever until you die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the case of of Scald Boy, that was literally that. I very rarely got to use my ability to make people fight, even when they're dead, though. Oh, okay. I didn't yep. know that was an option. It was. It was. So long as Cash Masterson lived, so did all of you, at least through the end of combat. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> He's his legacy lives on even to today. <clears throat> all right. So what do they, what do they call these mid mid um mid season breaks or some shit like that? Mid-season break. Yeah. So do we get a mid-season lightsaber check? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, we got to roll six 20s in a row. Yo, yo, roll, roll a bluff check or diplomacy check for that one? <laughs> <laughs> I, I already know the DC is too high. It doesn't matter. Oh, there's a, there's a, if I'm running a game, there's absolutely... Uh, a spell for reroll lightsaber check. It just has a. There's just a spell component called uh, twenty dollars that you have to give to the DM. Can I get a feat that does that? Uh, <laughs> awesome. 
I'd like to take 20 on this. Eh? <laughs> he just slides it across. <laughs> ah. <laughs> cool. So I'm, li- I'm looking forward now to our, uh, we got to get it up to level eight so I can take greater brand. Because that one is permanent and it can't be removed. And it, raises, <laughs> it blazes as bright as a torch. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, guys. Oh, sorry. Oh, when, uh, it's it's blazes as bright as a torch when brought within 30 feet of a visible symbol of your faith. Not all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> so very reasonable. So very Can reasonable. Make another mark that is a symbol of their faith, like elsewhere, so that it um, creates a feedback loop. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably. Yeah. You could just, and, and it says they're also sickened space. as long as they're within the, uh, um, as long as they're within 30 feet of the symbol. So yeah, no, it could be pretty, pretty horrible. I mean, it's a curse. It sucks to be cursed by any curse in this game. <laughs> Anything that says duration permanent and you have to get a removed curse to get rid of it. God, there was something, I think I was looking at the other character, the witch character. Uh, there's a trick to, uh, if somebody makes a save, so if, some, if somebody tries to remove, it's a metamagic feat, so if somebody tries to remove the effect that you put on someone and they fail, now they are subjected to it. So like you bestow curse on somebody and somebody tries to cast remove curse and the remove curse fails by a certain threshold. The person who tried to remove it is now affected by bestow curse also. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Just a chain of fuck yous down the road. <laughs> awesome. I like, I like the idea of just being like, <clears throat> and you're poisoned. It's like, no, remove poison. Fuck. Now I'm poisoned. Anyway, back to it then. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, back to the game. So with that, you guys will let go of those two as they'll, uh, one will begin dragging his friend out and you guys will return to the party in session. Stepping out into the uh, large courtyard with the well-manicured shrubberies, tables, and people chatting away. Could we be looking for the other two body, the other two people? Is that what we were going to do? I just, Gorbin Wynn just started drinking. I didn't uh, think there were like, two other people. This was, well, that was well, the two people. Well, so the question Corbin prompted was, hey, did these people just take the place of two people? And should you guys be looking for two people? Oh. Or or did they just make it through the background check? To which Corbin got hit with a very snobby, that's what you can do with your free time. And yeah. Corbin I mean, I bet they just got through the background check. That they hired two people that were that they were they were approached because they would pass a background check and be hired. Or they already were hired and just said, Hey, maybe don't know. You're gonna, get, was- you're gonna get fifty credits to go serve <laughs> beer for a night how about a thousand credits and you do this instead yeah i mean that would that's that's a fair assumption that we could make or that they could investigate um and i was just i mean i guess we could have asked them but no they're not going very fast you just run down the street i don't really care i'm drinking (laughs) okay cool (laughs) so not my problem we stopped it i don't think we're getting paid for that but you know whatever but after that you guys do find you have the rest of this afternoon free to cook, drink, uh, serve drinks, whatever you guys would like to do. I will continue cooking. uh, Aside from casting uh, Detect Poison on everything before I imbibe it, yeah, (laughs) just enjoy the party. Yeah, I mean, your Detect Poison would show up on the meat in the trash, as well as on the um, small container next to the meat that has yet to be cut. It's like left there by the gentleman. Gorman would Gorman would nudge Flynn. Say like, hey man, <clears throat> hey man, when are we uh when are we doing this debrief? Is that a tomorrow thing? I just don't know when this party's gonna go through. So I mean, is there an opportune time 
to talk to Madam Sangari about what went down or and make the call or what? Feels like a tomorrow problem. That's fair. Well, I guess I'll go have some of this food then. And then uh, Corbin's going to go find where whatever display of food is out and about and uh, start making a plate. You don't need to make a plate. I will make you a plate. All right. I start by uh, harvesting the clay. <laughs> I would like... Uh, I don't know, what, what's on the menu today, Dotra? What are, what, are, what are we cooking? Well, the the beef has been recalled. So we will be doing uh, salmon rosettes and uh, a myriad of shellfish. Cool. I'll take that. That sounds fun. Yeah, this campaign has far better food than the other group. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> well, we're still not technically paying for it, right? If we're looking at who can afford the food, I think both groups would be on par. <laughs> I think our employers are way more wealthier than... <laughs> We're getting I feast get here, and call. they're eating burgers made of what is it, lasagna burgers or something? <laughs> yeah, they have their their favorite fast food place, Baja Burger, <laughs> to get their calzone burgers. Yeah, I mean, Flynn would absolutely just get himself invited to fancy parties and eat the food there, <laughs> <laughs> just indefinitely. Uh, you know, would be quite used to these kind of parties from his upbringing. Um, but looking around, do I see a lot more? Uh, guests here that have their incisors similar to the madam. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, looking around, no. It's, it seems to be just her. Uh, you do know that Estelle de la Rose is from the Arfairy district, so that being more of a Selene thing, um, as well as uh, Levis Lyra is from the Dusk Banter, the Rethi district. Okay. Um, did the madam for the incisor business that did hers to me yet or am i still waiting for that uh you're still waiting for that you have an appointment whenever you're free okay. go get that done I, I just wanted to call them and see if they were open to uh special orders not just the regular incisors they normally do uh yes absolutely okay very good i'll just confirm those details with them whenever i can get a day off and then i'm gonna return to making sure uh mr thus here is getting an educated palate instead of just regular out of the middle, top rail. <laughs> Jeff, what would be a, like a bottom shelf Selene whiskey? Yeah, let's see here. <clears throat> Since we're going with kind of a uh, what Greek Mediterranean vibe here, mm-hmm. uh, so you're probably looking at a, a pretty light whiskey, pretty light colored whiskey. Mm. Probably like an uh, off brand local built as opposed to um, kind of foreign imported whiskeys. Right. And I will make it sure something has enough fennel to pair with an ouzo. <clears throat> Excellent. Yeah. The line for food will definitely be line, longer than the line for drinks. Just saying, gentlemen, we got a chef, we got a bartender, we got a manager, and we got a bouncer. So what you're saying is we got a backup plan. This doesn't pan out. <laughs> Next campaign, catering mercenaries. <laughs> Welcome to my entirely catered podcast where we make up uh, make up foods that you're never going to have but taste delicious. The only podcast that you can listen to, be on an adventure, and be hungry by the time it's all said and done. <laughs> customer care by day, customer extraction by night. Nice. <laughs> nice. 
yeah, the rest of the evening will go pretty much as planned. The family will eventually disperse before it's left with just rich guests and fancy people enjoying music. Uh, the guards, for the most part, look pretty bored as the crowd disperses and you guys are left to enjoy what's left here, right? To enjoy your own cooking, your own drinks. Uh, but you guys will have Mal's as well as said, uh, Madame Sangari uh, to yourselves, especially once uh, Levis Lira and Estelle De La Rose take off for the evening. Sangari, you know, if I may, is it normal for you know, in a house war for parties to get crashed like this? Should you not be <clears throat> more concerned with these kinds of things happening uh, now that we've taken out his second hand? I can only imagine that Reginald will get more desperate the more it sinks in. He's probably found out by now that Don is dead, and so small things like this, I imagine, will happen. We'll, we'll put all the wait staff through checks again to make sure, but I would assume this is... The thrashing of a captured animal at this point. Okay. You guys just didn't seem too alarmed. So uh, getting used to this house warfare, standard operating procedure stuff. <clears throat> you worry too much, Corbin. Enjoy yourself. I'll try to do that. And Corbin will walk away um, and then probably gather. He'll grab whatever umbrella frilly drink that Shin just made me. Some type of daiquiri or something. And... uh Try to relax, as it were. It would have like an, an absurd amount of fruit on it, just because I know he's such a like gruff guy. It would be very, very colorful: greens, yellows, pinks, umbrella, squiggly straw. I yeah, do not yeah. use the squiggly straw. <laughs> <laughs> I allow the fruit to stay. <laughs> yeah, Madame Sankari is definitely uh, paid extra to receive uh, mangoes from the vineyards north of Gold City. Uh, special fruit that basically clears up uh, almost a panacea gets rid of any uh, drunkenness if you were to eat some so people can drink to their heart delight eat some mangoes feel better and get back to drinking that sounds wonderful flynn dotro what are you guys up to for this evening probably just getting some level of actually drunk um, <laughs> you guys would see my my giant centipede wiggle by the table near you and this all just shots on his back as he goes by you can grab a shot off his back and he returns back to the bar I'm absolutely not taking a shot of something off the back of a poison centipede. Absolutely not touching that. I have my daiquiri. Thanks, I'm, I, I enjoy watching it go past, but will not touch it. Well, I'm going to drink. <laughs> Next round will be special for you, Dotra, and you'll make a special batch of shots for him for the kitchen. Thanks. <coughs> it's okay, Cleopatra. Some people just don't like beauty when they see it. She goes by. It goes by. <laughs> Corbin would look like wince at you and then look at the centipede and then turn around and start looking at the rest of <laughs> the party wrapping up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I think, I think that's what we're, we just what wind this party down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then bring the lights up, put on the terrible music. <laughs> <laughs> Eat everybody mangoes. Oh yeah. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> yep. Closing time comes on the jukebox. Closing time. We can't afford royalties. <laughs> we can do the first like ten seconds, right? Before it gets weird. 
<laughs> so like just asking for no particular reason other than it'd be really fun asking just in the background asking for a friend <laughs> at what point is it a problem i you was see it yourself if you sing it yourself <laughs> oh, josh <laughs> if you sing it really badly is it a parody because i know that's protected it's only a parody if it's funny oh. if it's not it's just sad i think it, it can be both. tragedy <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, the night then will go by without incident. It's stuck in yeah. my head now, though. I don't like it. <laughs> Gather up your jackets. Exactly. <laughs> oh, dear. Where did I put my jacket? <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, the, night, the rest of the night will go by eventfully, ending with Madame Sagari uh, dancing and having fun with whoever will dance with her. She will drink heavily and without regard. But the next morning will roll around. You guys will wake up to the sounds of the bustling staff moving <clears throat> morning drinks, uh, Bloody Marys, mimosas, shifting them about. You'll hear uh, you'll hear Dotra down there cooking eggs. Adam Sigari is up, bright and looking good. Uh, Mal's, you can see the blossoming bruises on his face and where he's now got a brace for his arm as he is standing down below eating some breakfast. You know, we'll go over and is an espresso machine or likelihood you start making an espresso with coffee and <laughs> some Baileys or Irish whiskey mm-hmm. and some nice alcoholic caffeinated beverages for those that want to keep keep the buzz going. <laughs> coffee and two creamers. What is left on our to-do list? We have to debrief Madame Samgari and then we have oh. to call the lawyer of the dude that gives the tip off uh, so we can tell him that the deed is done. Um, uh, it has the time frame of how he wants to do that in his mind. So we're just following his lead on this one. Yep. But yeah, in the morning, she'll ask, <clears throat> she'll ask for your update. What's next on my excellent team's plans? Well, we've got a number for this, uh, the, the original's lawyer. Oh, the Estebold. Yeah. So I was thinking we might get in touch with him and see what he's, see what he wants to talk about. Oh, I think I think he might be interested in trying to procure our services on behalf of his master. I could be wrong, but just wanted to see how you wanted to play that before we made contact. Well, if you found something about your employment with me that doesn't fit, I guess I can't stop you from trying to oh, go. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean at all. <clears throat> I mean, we can pretend to be uh, on their side in order to glean some information about what's going on. That's more what I had in mind. But I want to make sure you were aware before we do anything that could be seen as duplicitous. Hmm. Yes, very well. Uh, why don't you give him a call? Let's see what uh, let's see what the Estebold has to say. Great. We'll start with that then, if you've got nothing else. Yeah, she'll uh, sit and, back quietly and. Yeah, and I'll give him a call. Put him on speaker, sort of such as whatever that means. And maybe I'm just <clears> repeating <throat> whatever he says, <clears throat> or I just turn the volume up really loud on the phone. I'm making uh, assumptions about what, how how. Hedron comms work, H comms work, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, place on speaker. It'll ring a couple times before you'll hear. This is Estable. How can I help? Hi, Flynn here. Flynn, excellent. You uh, asked us to give you a call after we finished that unpleasantness. He'll pause for a bit. Oh, oh, um, Mr. Excellent, right. You were, you were part of the group that came and visited me the other day. Yeah, that was us. <laughs> Making an excellent show of competency at your law firm, as I recall. 
Oh, uh, yes, it was a pleasant visit. Glad to hear you're all doing well. I'm just curious what you wanted to talk about. Oh, I was just wondering if you'd completed your business, your transactions, if you were done yet. For certain values of done, yeah. Well, anything... We finished what we came to talk to you about. Oh, good. As far as I can tell, there's been no resolution to the ongoing conflict. No resolution, so... So Reginald has not thrown in the towel on the war thing, and neither has Madame Singari. Are we on the same page? Yes. Do you does... read your Daily Mail? I feel like maybe you're out of the loop. Uh, you'll hear him click a bit on his computer. And is there something I'm supposed to be aware of, Mr. Excellent? I don't know. I'm really trying to get a feel of where you are in this organization. Um, did I misunderstand when you asked for us to get a hold of you? Did you want to just chat? Or did you have something else in mind? Do you want to meet someone else to talk about it in person? Uh, no, I'm quite busy at the moment. I'd assume you were going to call me once this uh, is this house matter was completed. Ah, so this is too early. That's our misunderstanding. I was really hoping you might just have some tidbits of information for us. We could help get it resolved faster. Would that be good for you? And how would you get that done faster? Depends on what your information is, but uh, my understanding is if one of the uh, primary functionaries in this issue, say, for example, Mr. Reginald, were to no longer be in the picture, then we could call this done. I understand that might put a conflict in your interests, uh, but I a smart fellow like you probably has contingencies in place. Should his employer go missing? God forbid, of course. Of course. <clears throat> well, I would hope to hear from you once you are finished. Uh, I know that I know that my client is having to reorganize their schedule quite a bit. It seems that they are missing one of their key employees. That's got to be a shame. It does happen to the best of us. So... Do you know where he might be later? We could help him with that scheduling. Go ahead and give me a diplomacy. Say, <laughs> rolled 11 for a result of 20. Excellent. Um, Can't possibly be higher than this guy's diplomacy. <laughs> yes, where would he be at this time? It's difficult to say, of course. He does seem to have limited paths forward. Imagine he probably only has a couple things left to do. But if I were him, I might be concerned with I might be concerned about where my profits are going now. Uh, How that make sure that my make sure the work that I've done isn't also going to be taken away. That being said, he is expensing quite a bit. So I'm sure nothing costs like costs money like a problem. All right. Well, uh, uh, a lovely conversation as always. I'm sure we'll be in touch. Yes, and I hope to have good news next time you call. I do love these little chats, Flynn. And uh, I did check. You are you are certified, correct? How does he mean certified? Like bar association kind of thing? Or it looks like he's leaving it as an open ended question. Oh, awesome! In that case, yes. As far as I know, I am certified. Sort of depends on exactly what you mean by that, but I'm sure we can nail down particulars next time we chat. You have a great day now. I'll just hang up because I just because Flynn wants to hang up first. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, <laughs> Madam Zagari's kind of look at you and looks at the phone and say, like, "Huh, I don't much care for that one." <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit of a hard nut to crack. Guy's a prick. That's <clears throat> what I say. It, I guess. <laughs> Is he a threat? I think he could be, but I don't think he. I get the distinct impression that our friendly lawyer is looking out for number one more than anybody else. So. I don't think well, he's going to get in our way if things look bad for his employer. He's a lawyer. 
So like always. Yeah. I speaking from experience. Absolutely. You know we'll say they're worms as he eats the worm from his beverage and <sighs> makes another drink. Aren't we? <laughs> so profits. The gentleman we uh save from his oxygen dependency. Uh he is now he was the one managing finances, right? The second in command? Yeah, Mal's would step in and correct. He was in charge of distribution coordination. Uh, he was a integral part of making sure that all the <clears throat> legs of Reginald's business cooperated. So we can be someone pick up a cell phone. I don't think so, no. I mean, I don't know where that would have gotten us, but um is he bleeding. I mean he all of us went in the pool at one point or another. I don't know how all of our age comes are working at this point. Um, Everybody had bags of rice afterwards. It was also, we were all very sleepy at the end of that fight. We pretty much just went to bed, uh, both in real life and in the game. Um, so, any case, next time we'll bring you with us, and then you can tell us to pick up the stupid phone. <laughs> For now, though, uh, yeah, he he's going to be trying to put that back together. Uh, I don't know where that i expect he wouldn't just try to go do that at the second command's abode so he's going to be just holed up at his place trying to figure that out or traveling around trying to get people that can help him i'm not sure yeah information gathering kind of seems like like the next step yeah mal's would well with what dotra has acquired for us they they must be having more people come in Mm -hmm. the mirrors and candles are odd but at this point, they remain, I guess, an unknown. I don't know if they're maybe part of the shipping plans or the way he covers the imports that he does. This does leave us then with trying to interact with him at the docks. We can approach his construction site again, but I am worried <clears throat> that that may... Uh, I'm worried about how the last time that went. Still, I, I would imagine it's a bit dangerous to attack him directly still. Uh, but you all proved quite competent removing Don, which... Which was one guy with a knife, not a another guy with a box full of mirrors. I'm not sure how that figures in yet, but <clears throat> speak up. Hey, what about the supporting groups there? That phantom or whatever it was called group, absolute or Clyde or something, Lucian, Salvage. Or... Yes, there are two mercenary groups that he seems to be interacting with, both banter support and applied solutions. Uh, we seem to have lost access to be able to contact those companies or they're not they're choosing not to accept our calls so it means he's paid a fair amount to block out their contracts and you guys know that those two companies are certified legal mercenaries as it were uh, just like you guys all have a mercenary license these are more uh the uh which means if you take if, if you're going to maintain certified in that respect i have to imagine that means you don't accept conflicting contracts and screw yourself up mm-hmm I'll ask, do we... That, that now makes me think that must be what um, What's-His-Face meant, probably by certifying. But hey. Do, do we need to deal with those two factions at all that aid you in this war? I don't know that we've got that capacity. Well, not eliminate them, but we can speak to them, <clears throat> come to come negotiations, gain information from them. If they're working with the enemy, they're going to know some details that we may or may not need. It could be a loose end. Yes, you could put pressure on the... <clears throat> You could put pressure on them, at least. Uh, Applied Solutions is a larger business, Mal's Moran would say. But Banner Support is small and upcoming. Their owner, Orion Storm, uh, does have, well, uh, two young daughters he takes care of. There may be a place to apply pressure. 
if you try to, if you're wanting to get him out of this. Uh, Madam Sagari would, no children, of course. He's like, no, no, absolutely. We wouldn't hurt them. What I'm saying is that this man has conflicting interests on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we could simply just track down where the goods are being stored for now and do some damage. If he's looking, if he's scrambling for funds, he may just costing him money will put him on the back foot. Wouldn't these mercenary groups be the ones they would contract to protect? Well, right. Um, but I don't, I don't want to make our goal removing people if we can more easily just remove his stuff. But if we go see this group, we can see where they're shipping the items to and stuff. But I, I mean, I, don't, I guess I, I don't know that we need to talk to them about it directly. That hasn't served us well so far. It seems people are really good at just telling us, no, I don't want to tell you that thing. So um, maybe we could just track it down. Well, maybe if someone rolled higher, we would be fucking more informed. I know, but I'm currently <laughs> I'm judging us based on our performance, which is hundred percent. Yeah. And I'm and I'm just saying that the only way to track them down that we have so far is using this organization, whether it be following them or. Well, but Dutra had a location yeah. that these goods started at. They had to go somewhere. Warehouse or something. Yeah. Yeah, Mel's would say that there are warehouse districts just on the other side of the. Outside of the Salini line, onto the Rethi side. Because we would have not... noticed they brought all that stuff into the neighborhood here. Correct. That does bring up a very good point. Destroying those resources puts him at a... Destroying those resources puts him in a larger setback, I imagine. Uh, all of this has probably already been coordinated by Don, but taking away those pieces that he's put in place would make this harder. Also, paid mercenaries probably aren't the best people to guard important material or things in the warehouse. They probably in-house assistance. Can I use Coyote Detective and Urban Tracking to follow where the goods would be going? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, um, we're just going to need one extra thing from you before we head out to take care of the, is the goods in the warehouse. We're, gonna, we're just going to need a rabbit's foot because we're about to get a whole bunch of bad luck. <laughs> Why are you saying that? We're breaking a lot of mirrors. That I thought sense. it was funny. No, I get it. I see. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. I'm not going to laugh. <laughs> like, All right. I, I get it. It ain't funny. And I get it. I wouldn't use it in your stand up, is where I'm going with that. Nobody's going to let me stand up in front of them and tell jokes. <laughs> like my, my children have to, but. <laughs> That's right. I've made all of you to be my audience. <laughs> You're going to listen to these dad jokes. You don't have to laugh, but you're going to hear them. <laughs> any rate. Yeah, Perfect. I think let's let's try that tactic. Sounds good to me. More realistically, like? concussion grenades would be probably sufficient to break stuff. What's that? Do we know what the lawyer looks like? We met him in person, the lawyer guy. Yeah. I didn't jot down a description very well, but he had a suit. I, I remember hmm. that. I'd be bad in the police lineup. <laughs> he was limbed, mostly. <laughs> um, I'm 80% sure he had two arms. Uh, but yeah, right. Xavier Estebold, 5'7", uh, slightly balding, but hasn't accepted it yet. Uh, yeah. Average kind of human height build. Can I go ahead and create a, a cover identity of being a legal assistant of his with my espionage? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'll if you're going to use that. that. Away. I'd say I could help you to disguise, but probably just literally putting on a suit. So here's the suit. It's a little wet because I was wearing it yesterday. Ew. Mm. Crunchy. Ignore the red marks. That's just from the blood in the pool. 
Uh, oh, at level four, you guys all did get your second background ability, so don't forget you have those. Uh, Holy yeah. moly. Wait, yeah. what? Two extra skill back. points. Woo! What's that? I mean, <clears throat> no, like, for Dotra, the fourth level ability of the Coyote Detective is when you appraise an item, you also learn all its properties. Properties? Is that what you said? Yes. So hmm. you can use appraise to identify items and things. That's cool. I just talked to myself now. <laughs> Which one are you? You're the uh, realist? The, the realist. Inner monologue. Mm. It's difficult to read my thoughts because I'm constantly talking nonsense inside my own head. <laughs> Which is maybe a little too spot on for real life, but all right. <laughs> and then, uh, Josh, what were you? I'm a... Uh, the Seeker? Yeah. Yep, right, Dharma, Dharma, Dharma and Seeker. So I get two extra skill points I can put into all kinds of boops, and I am exotic proficiency in Seeker pistols. Cool. Thank you. Was it? Was it? Mav that posted the bit about telepathic aliens. Now that made me think of that again. Yeah, so Josh, that means you'll get eight more skill points because you get two extra skill points per level. Oh, shit. And, but they have to be an intimidation, perception, sense motive, or stealth. Okay, and so then, I got you know, what was your background? I don't know. I was just looking that up right now. I think I might have got held up on my Naga bloodline. Gotcha. Never chose one? <laughs> yeah. Snake people. His background is snake people. I'm a snake. <laughs> I have a button, which is Sneaky Snake. <laughs> All right, so you'll want to choose that before next time, you know. Burn. But using your Coyote Detective <clears throat> and Urban Tracking, so you use Diplomacy effectively as kind of like survival to start searching for tracks and clues. Okay. Nice. 21. All right. With 21, um... You spend the next hour kind of reviewing the information that you guys have gathered, information that Mal's and Madame Sangari have had. Uh, you track to two spots <coughs> that you would assume these would be at. Uh, there is the warehouse in the Rethi district on the other outside of the Selenium area, um, as well as you do assume that after going through all this, the construction site is also probably where they're storing this, which is why it was so well defended and why the Previous attack failed. I will relay this to the party. Okay. Well, I wonder if we could sneak in, use construction equipment to break shit. I know there's things, other stuff like weapons and things would be even better to get out than the mirrors, but I'm less, like, I know what the weapons do, and I still don't know what the mirrors do, so I especially want to break those. Well, and we feel really bad if he's just trying to construct, like, the world's biggest disco ball, and we're just ruining a cool party. <laughs> Well, I, I, I think I'm okay. But definitely my thought would be, can we, can we sneak in well enough that we don't have to fight, say, an entire army of folks outside a construction yard? Corbin looks like he's really good at sneaking. I think he's really excited about this option. I just got three uh, more skill points that I could throw into stealth, so I've gotten better at sneaking. <laughs> I can, make, I can uh, work on some like construction guy disguises for us. Sure. I mean, I have enough health points to deal with being caught, but I, I get where you guys are coming from. <clears throat> so if you can make a costume, let's do it, man. If we want to infiltrate, um, we can always just get old fashioned with it and make some Molotov cocktails. But you know, probably still need to get but out. Can of we it. throw them far enough and at the right thing to do any damage? Like sprinkling some fire on the outside of a crate is not going to do a lot if, if uh, 
if that's all it is. Look, Flynn, if there's anything yesterday's taught us, it's how much I plan. Right? We're just going to no, but there, I feel, figure it out. And I do think we should get some coffee on the way, but that's not the whole solution. Solid. It's a good call. I brought mangoes. We don't need coffee. I give. <clears throat> I don't. I don't think you're using either mangoes or coffee, right? <laughs> I hadn't thought to caught another a piece of mango too. I'm like, you haven't tried them, and I eat one too. I'll eat the mango, sure. It's just you low on sober. caffeine. You become sober. <laughs> what son of a bitch? This is awful. <laughs> is this what reality's like? I hate it. <laughs> I'll hand my hidden shot over Dautra. <laughs> keep him fueled. <laughs> I will drink it. <laughs> Gotta keep the chef happy. <laughs> Clearly. You learn quickly how bad a undercooked Solnay viper tastes. <clears throat> but with that, where where are you guys off to next? I think scout out the construction yard as a whole group is step one. I think we're gonna go fuck up some property. See, just try to identify are there any reasonable points of entry we can get through. Any, can we tell where they're storing stuff? Can we tell how we could break it? You know, uh, is it over a abandoned sewer system that we can wade through, or I don't know, something cool? Yeah. Um, and you guys are gonna go inspect it during the daytime? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Surreptitiously, we're being sneaky. I'm being <laughs> sneaky about it. Not like literally stealthing my way through the streets, but like I want to go to the hotel nearby and look out a window, not like walk up to the front gate and say, "Let me in, please." I'm here well, to inspect your nonsense. I could always like go in with a roach coach. Sure. Yeah. I'm not going to effectively help you cook, but somebody else could. Somebody's got to drive, right? I can apply basic operation of a motor vehicle. <laughs> I mean, it's we are not having a cool chase scene with me at the helm. <laughs> not that we're planning on that. <clears throat> I mean, I've seen our plans. I'm a little bit planning on that. The ones that have been successful so far? They success or failure? Yes. Something like that. I'm starting to think you don't like when I plan things, Flynn. I'm starting to think you're getting more perceptive as time goes by. You know, we'll walk by the, the group the group contributions a little skewed as he keep walk. He's walking. <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's just go check it out. Cool. We'll borrow some binoculars and something. And somebody can go go infiltrate the inside in the roach coach if uh, if we think that will be innocuous enough. And oh my god, this is a stakeout. That's what this. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we're literally yes. getting inside yeah. of a van and we're staking out a place. Yes, <laughs> this is the opposite of kick the door down approach because there's going to be like a lot of guys with guns there, and we don't want to do that. Yes, we do. We have any qualms with that plan? No, I think <laughs> I think this is fine. Oh, you're so it's like I mean, kind of. Sounds boring as all hell. Sounds pretty planned out and thought through and lame. Well, they did try to poison our guys, so we can always just poison them. Hell yeah. Poison right in their poisony faces. But they'd hate that. Nothing like a toxic cocktail. <clears throat> no, I mean, that's, I mean, I would, uh, I'd say maybe not on day one, but let's, let's reconnoiter first. Because otherwise, it, they're going to be like, well, how did they all get poisoned? Well, they all bought food from that guy right there. <laughs> You'll see, you know, slide his like... I don't think you're going to live to see the cops after that. You know, would slide his little wallet full of poisons back into his pocket as you said that. 
I mean, take them with you. Just don't don't use them yet. You can feed them some rose water wine or something. They'll hate that. Tastes not quite as good as regular wine. You know, we'll begin to speak. You know what? The, and just think better of it and just keep walking. All right. So we go nearby, begin the stakeout. I'll make some calls so we can get the truck and then move in later today, tomorrow. What do we think? I think time is of the essence sooner rather okay. than later. If we just took out his second in command, he's probably going to think a lot of his stuff is not safe. So there's a good chance he's probably there. He might want to remove some things around. Okay. All right. Excellent. So yeah, acquiring acquiring peakers from Malzboron. They'll loan you one of their larger vehicles so you guys can drive out to go inspect the construction site. Oh yeah. Do love inspecting shit. Yeah. I mean I think that's yeah. probably if we can figure out a way in. If it's just if it's just obvious, we'll dive into it, but I expect it's gonna be tricky in that. Yeah, I mean it's it, it is as you guys <clears throat> pull up on the hill nearby. Um getting some third story room at a local uh, easy snooze. You guys are able to take a look at the construction site. It's fairly open. You can definitely see guards walking about with assault shotguns. Um, occasionally you'll catch glimpses of a more heavily armed fellow in tactical armor, wearing a division mask and carrying a Gatling gun walking near him though. Uh, there is something a little bit odd though. They are not dressed in kind of standard fashion. So they're not in, um, heavy plated armor or any kind of modern equipment, you can see that they are wearing kind of a burnished mithril full plate. Great sword on their back. Is it a ghost? It is not. <laughs> okay. Sorry, but I thought see, maybe it wasn't actually a real person. <laughs> but you see, they have a, uh, <clears throat> there is a scythe engraving on their pauldrons, a great sword on their back, uh, and they are wearing a, white and gold hood that covers most of their face. But they seem to be in conversation with the man carrying the Gatling gun. You can give me a knowledge religion for those of you that have it. The DC on this would be 20. I ain't giving you shit. Touche. Also, I don't have that. <laughs> All right. That is no good. <laughs> what, 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 is, what is no good? My five on a religion check. <laughs> he looks religious. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it another one. Oh boy it's improving it's not it went from a two to a one that's number one right there uh but that is what you guys see here this afternoon um we'll say this would be thursday so you guys have effectively three days left till the end of this conflict as it would be as the fight between houses is allowed for a week before it is concluded okay so we have to move pretty quickly then but they are definitely well defended here <clears throat> can we get access to their junk without yeah, imagine imagine you can see something kind of like this uh you see a wide open construction space cranes large dump trucks moving things you see um storage containers set off to a side cement forklifts but it is fairly open where this new umbaro pharmaceutical building should be constructed the storage containers off to the side uh, are similar to what uh, Dotra has seen down by the docks. Yep. <laughs> That's them. What do we bring uh, to fuck this shit up? I mean, nothing yet. We're very poor. All right. I was kind of hoping we would locate stuff that we could use to uh, break it there at the construction Got site. Got you. Use its shit against it? Yeah. 
Okay, that's fair. Okay, well, let's go. I mean, do that thing. Let's go do that thing. <laughs> we found oh, it. Yeah. Let's go do it. Alrighty. As uh, so you guys then head that way, go ahead and give me those stealth checks. Ouch. Which I just happen to be better at. As we, before <laughs> we enter in, uh, Juno's going to touch his sleeve, and you'll see Oof. the scales light up briefly, and then the outline of a snake on his torso light up as he casts close Cloak of the Naga, and he goes vanishing invisible. I rolled a 20. Oh, I rolled for a total of 20. That's right. I like that. I rolled a 1 for a total of 10. Jesus Christ. I, I thought I was going in with a, with a with a truck. I don't know quite how we got here. We were sneaking in right now, but it's fine. I'm going to do it. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Maybe I misinterpreted what the... We're getting in there to to get the materials from them to blow it up. I, I assume that meant you guys were sneaking in. But if that's not the case... Well, we're trying, we're trying to judge the what is, uh, what is I mean, there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's materials at a construction site that can be used to create explosions. Uh, Dotra gave you the information over what you guys found at the right. dock. Right. So. so it's just trying to, I guess it's, can we get access to those materials and then get access to the things we need to destroy? I don't know if we've identified where that is or if we can identify where that is from out here. Yeah, you identified the storage containers that Dotra had said he saw, uh, mm-hmm. that they'd seen. But if you're trying to get the materials to create an explosive, this is what the stealth check would be trying to get access yeah, to. Yeah, okay. I will remain behind because... I generally I feel sneaky, so I would have tried and then just failed here. <laughs> so that's all. It's all above board, as it were. All right, very well. So Corbin and Flynn are sneaking in <clears throat> with Yuno taking the cloak of the Naga. Uh, also moving in, I assume? Yeah. All right, and that's the disguise to be the attendant to the lawyer. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a better chance of going in that way than sneaking. <laughs> Apparently, so do I, but I didn't know that until I failed the stealth check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cody, what is the uh, what is the spell called? Uh, it's actually just vanishing. It makes me go invisible. Oh, okay. It's a bloodline oh, but, ability, but for a round of a level rather than the minute of level or whatever. Gotcha. I think. I don't, it's a bloodline ability, so maybe it doesn't work that way, but that's how uh, the regular Vanish cool. spell works. Okay, it's, yeah, it's one round per caster level, maximum five rounds. So it's very handy for short... Uh, I take that spell number, number of rounds per day equal to your sorcerer level plus your charisma bonus. Yeah, so, okay. Oh, okay, so cool. for a while. Gotcha, gotcha. It's a bloodline power that's way better than the actual spell. No, it's a little that, bit longer. Yeah. yeah. Although the actual spell, I think, is a swift deck. <clears throat> I, I don't know if your bloodline is too, but the actual spell is a standard action. I have it up is right it? now. Is it? Ooh. Yep. Range touch, creature touch, standard action. Oh, it used to be swift, but it was only yourself, I think. That yeah. I, think... I, I picked it up when it was somebody who was playing a Frenzy Barbarian, so I had a way to not die if the Frenzy Barbarian <laughs> failed to stop fighting. <laughs> Always a good call. Yeah, I thought so. <clears throat> All right. So we're... Very well. So leaving the vehicle behind as you guys sneak down through the hills, past people's yards, towards the construction site, uh, you're able to get past the graded fences um, and onto the property as you get closer towards the storage units that Dotra had called out before mm-hmm. you will be uh, you will be interrupted <clears throat> I find that extremely unlikely considering our excellent saving throws 
<laughs> or for stealth checks and whatnot. We're doing good. This is good. This is fine. We're going to be fine, guys. This is fine. Okay. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. fine. I'm fine. You're fine. We're Robin all fine. Huss, our cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fine. Are you trying to convince that, buddy? I mean, I rolled the highest, but then I see all y'all fail, and I'm like, this is fine. This is going to be He's fine. like, why did I even put points in this <laughs> like, stupid skill? Like, fuck, dude. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. <laughs> I forgot. It's a party game. Shit. Weakest link and what whatnot. Damn. <clears throat> I mean, there's there's teamwork feats to make stealth checks a group activity, but <laughs> did we take them? Oh, <laughs> hell no. But as you approach the storage units, <clears throat> you will hear the metal, or you'll hear the clang of metal on metal. Uh, shifting out from a hidden position, you'll see the large body of the person you saw before the, with the tactical armor, a bandolier of grenades, a Gatling gun pulled to the side. You'll see it is a void underneath, their eyes tattooed black with uh, black, or their eyes tattooed around them, black circles, giving them a very macabre appearance. They will lower down the division mask, uh, covering their entire face with just a blank slate. As the whir of the gun will start up, as he'll say, greetings, fuck faces. And we'll stop the session there. Oh, you mother! No, that's all right, guys. The next session's only gonna be about three seconds long. I'm pretty sure. And you all died. No one's gonna see me take my shirt off now. (laughs) And wait, hold on. Did that make a man just appear right there? (laughs) (laughs) Just so people see me shirtless. (laughs) It's not necessary for the spell, but (laughs) you sacrifice your sneak attack. I mean, Damn. now I can just imagine you know, just played by Matthew McConaughey for some reason. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, if you've seen, like, there's so many bizarre movies where he actually had a contract to take his shirt off. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, God, what was it? There's the one where he, he tells the story about, like, how he's a kid and he saw demons. His dad made him kill people and he eventually became sheriff so he could still kill people for no reason, absolutely at all. The movie opens with him on the phone with somebody else. And mid-phone call, he just takes his shirt off. <laughs> and is like, I'm about to hop in the shower now. And you're like, none of that had to happen. I didn't need to see any of this. <laughs> but thanks, Matt. <laughs> cool. Time for Naked Me. Uh, but cool. Thanks for playing, guys. Hope yeah, you're playing. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. Like, there was, you know, have we done more of in- information gathering? Was there something we should have done? Should we have done stuff something differently, Jeff? I mean, that... I felt we did pretty. I think we we're doing fine making Jeff have to come up with the wrong direction that we went uh, on the fly. I guess so that's that was... kind of where I'm going with that. I was like, okay, now, now we're doing a food truck steakhouse. I don't know if he saw this coming either. <laughs> I mean, Josh, D and D is to some extent competitive Calvin ball. Calvin um, ball. Oh man, no. I have to dope. make I have to make up stuff as fast as you guys make up stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then it's just four on one. Yeah. <laughs> The only difference is somehow I get slight pedo power. Fucking ended on a mini <laughs> like, whirl. Oh, nice to see Corbin contributing again in the fight. That's good. That's good. You know, you're consistent. Dude, seriously. <laughs> I made sure our client was safe, for God's sakes. And you guys, I have faith in your guys' ability. Like, what, well, what that am was I going to do? Not your first mistake, but it and, was one. And also, I was clearly playing... Um, outfield because that guy made a fucking run for it and if none of you guys would have hit him 
Um, I mean, I had him. You know, I was uh, con- I was the contingency for sure. You know, I feel like that should be my job. I mean, <laughs> somehow you're always in the fucking shit of it, uh, and somehow I'm always nowhere near you guys. Uh, like, it's not. <laughs> I'm not planning this. It's just how it goes, man. Fuck. So, so like, some, son will hit Josh. People don't start fights in front of cops. <laughs> <laughs> I feel That's like we're all falling like finish him. We're all following a blood trail on the track, and then like Corbin's like, "Oh, look, a butterfly!" <laughs> like, guys, you seen this nature? Look at it. That's a double rainbow, guys. Look at that shit. <laughs> double rainbow, fucking bullshit. This is all the way, guys. Whoa.